Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. I want to turn to a couple of passages today. Uh, we're going to look at cha- uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, and then we're going to skip down to, uh, well, skip back, I should say, to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, I want to share a little word uh, today. Um, it's a bit of a reminder for my community church family. Uh, and, uh, and I just want to, I, I want to speak a, a word of, of, of reminder that I was reminded of this week about, uh, devotion. Now, no matter who you are, all of us have been devoted to something, right? Uh, whether it's our family, we're devoted to our family or we're devoted to our job or we're devoted to our craft or skill. You know, if you're a musician, uh, maybe you're devoted to a sports team. I remember a few years ago I had, uh, I came into my office after a really tough week and, uh, I can't remember what was going on. I just remember it was a long crazy, hectic week. And on my desk was this bag, this gift bag. And inside the gift bag was, you know, uh, a Toronto Maple Leaf uh, bowl, cup, uh, a bunch of other stuff, you know, and, and a little note that said, I'm glad that my pastor is a Leafs fan because those guys will believe and hope for anything and everything forever, you know, kind of a thing. And it's true. I'm a super, anybody that knows me, I'm a super Leafs fan. Uh, I'm a Toronto boy. And so I, I, I often say that I bleed blue and uh, that's kind of how it goes. But anyways, but, but it's, it's true. We're all devoted to something, something that we, you know, hold on to, something that is super valuable to us. And I was reminded of devotion this week as we gathered on Wednesday to honor the life of Wendy Vanderland. Now, I want to say this really quickly, uh, simply because, um, partly because if you knew Wendy, she didn't like to be in the limelight. But like I shared with the family and shared with the friends that did gather at the graveside on Wednesday, you know, the truth is, is that putting her in the limelight puts Jesus in the limelight because the work that God did in her life was absolutely significant. In fact, I said this to Henry privately. I said, you know, Henry, as a pastor, I, 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 it stirred my heart. In fact, as I sat with the family on Sunday uh, afternoon, last Sunday afternoon, and we were talking about what the, the, the homegoing service of the celebration of life would look like, I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, you know, like, I, 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 I'm, everything that I've been praying for, for my community, for my church, You know, we started this year about deep-rooted faith, and we talked about anchoring ourselves in Jesus and and going deeper, getting beyond the surface. As I'm listening to the stories, and some of them were funny and all that kind of stuff, and some brought tears, but, but man, as I was listening to the stories, and as Henry and Carly began to share about some of the things that they saw firsthand in in the depth and the growth that happened in in Wendy's heart and life over the last, especially the last couple of years, it, it, it just blew my mind. And they didn't even know it. I was sitting at the table and I was having a God moment. I was having this moment with God and I was just like, God, this is what I've been praying for. You know, it's, it's that moment you just had a little bit of hope. And I saw the devotion for God got deeper and deeper the more she got into her journey. Now, you may not know Wendy, you may not be part of community, but Wendy uh, had a tumor in the brain and had two surgeries, and, and, and it was a challenge, and there were highs and lows in that challenge, and yet her faith got stronger and stronger, and it was highlighted by, uh, you know, Henry pulling out a book, and he said, Pastor Craig, uh, this, this book, this devotional book from Ann Voskamp that's titled 1,000 Gifts, Reflections on Finding Everyday Graces. 
He said, PC, she's been working through this book for the last couple of years. And he opened it up the back. And at the back, there were 1,000, literally 1,000 different prayers, different moments where she would just thank God for certain things, like thanking God for her husband, thanking God for her children. Um, you know, community, she, she mentioned us a few times. You know, she mentioned how she came to church and we had a communion and prayer Sunday and how she felt about that. Or, you know, many, many times did she say, thank you, God, for being my God. In fact, the last three that she wrote were, thank God, take care of my husband, take care of my kids, and thank you for being my God always. And the thing is, is I sat there and I, and I was blown out of the water. And, and even though, you know, you might think, well, you're kind of blown out of the water because of the thousands. You know, like she would come up with a thousand. Imagine that. Two years of struggling with cancer. Highs and lows. Life changes. And she writes a thousand. That's not what really blew my mind. What blew my mind, even though that's a crazy thought, one thousand. Every day, two or three, she'd write them. What blew, my, what blew my mind was the fact that in all of that, she never, ever succumbed to the weight of the journey that she was facing. In fact, if anything, she rose to the challenge. And it was fitting that Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, was the verse that the family had chosen. Uh, I know it's a favorite of, uh, you know, of Wendy's. And, and again, just to remind you, and it'll be up on the screen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is Paul's words to, you know, the church in Philippi. And he's like, hey, listen, I have discovered the secret to being content, to being at peace, that in the midst of the highs and lows in life, and we all face highs and lows. You faced it, I faced it. And man, I'll tell you, Wendy faced it, especially in the last couple of years. And she discovered what Paul discovered. It wasn't reliance on self because you could, you could find yourself relying on you know, your, your own nature because by nature, if you knew Wendy, you knew that she was a determined woman. You know, she, uh, she didn't like to be in the limelight, but man, she had principles. She, she put her, you know, dug her heels in a little bit and, and, and she knew what she wanted. She was easily motivated. In fact, I remember, you know, uh, I think a couple of days after her being home from her second surgery and I was texting Henry just to see how things were going. And he's like, PC, you wouldn't believe it. She's out here trying to do laundry, you know, and that was actually one of the things that she wrote down in her thousand. I can do laundry when I want to, you know, kind of a thing. And, and so, you know, she was a very determined individual, but what she discovered and what Paul discovered is you don't get there because that's what blows my mind. How do you get there? How does someone get to that place where they don't succumb to the weight of what they're facing? And yet they rise up and they get stronger and they get deeper. You don't get there just because it's your nature, which, by the way, God has designed inside you and I. He certainly uses that to his advantage. But you get there because you've gone deeper with God. She lived this out and she lived it out loudly. And I was reminded this week of devotion. She just dug in. In fact, when you look at the word devotion, it's, this, it, it's, it's an interesting word because it can have a couple of different meanings. And, and this is the part where I say this is a little bit of a reminder because I shared a little bit of this thought 
you know, a couple of years ago, and I, and I just I felt drawn to this today, and I felt a need to remind you, to remind myself, uh, to, to, to speak into the life of somebody today that might be watching, that, you know, devotion is so important and so critical in our walk and our face, it, when we face things, and, and that's how she discovered, you know, I love that word strength, right? You know, she, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That word at the root means miraculous power, so it was beyond her natural skill set. But she dug in. And it's devotion that leads us and drives us. And what's interesting about the word is that it can refer to someone who has a deep love and commitment to something. And at the same time, it can describe the strong enthusiasm or in the case of faith, the spiritual fervor that somebody has, meaning the passion that someone has. And so for me, as I shared before, I'll share it again. For me, devotion to God is about having a passion that you pursue with passion. And, and specifically, and I was thinking about this this morning as I was on my way in, you know, someone could say, well, devotion is about having a passion. But in the journey of faith, it's about having one passion. Because if you have the one passion, all of the other things that you love and care for, all of the other things that you're devoted to, your family, you know, your, your future and, and, you know, raising your children or whatever the case might be, walking out your career, walking out your calling, all of those things will be successful if it's rooted in that one passion. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that whatever you sow into, that's what you're going to reap. It's a promise of God that never changes. And the same thing here, and, and I guarantee you that I believe that over the last couple of years, and, and, and this is where I was stirred about this, and a reminder for myself that, man, if I focus in on the one passion and I pursue it with passion, if I really have a true devotion to God, man, that excites him. In fact, that was one of the most important things that God set before the Israelites as they were becoming his. As they were beginning to, to, to walk with God and he established this nation and he calls them and he says this in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 and 6 and it's familiar because Jesus recites it again in, in, the, in the New Testament. And it's known as the Shema and it's this idea of, it's, it's this call and this, uh, this, uh, this challenge to the people of Israel that if you're going to be my people, then I call you to devotion. And listen to what verse 5 and 6 says and it will be up on your screen. It says this, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. What he's saying is, is every part of you. Every aspect of your life, it's not like you give God just 10% or 5% or you just give God Sundays or you just give God, you know, uh, you know, maybe that weekly small group that you have and that time. It's not just about time, it's about your resources, my resources, it's about our skill set and the giftings that God's placed inside of our lives. It's a bit of understanding that we're not citizens of this world, but we're citizens of heaven. And if there's anything that should dictate how we live our lives or, or anything else, it's not, it's not popular culture. It's the culture of heaven. It really needs to be the one passion. And, and God, from the very beginning with the Israelites, and, and it's the same call to devotion for us who are in faith. He says, love me with all of your heart. I don't, I don't want to be second in any area, in any category of your life. That means everything. That's a challenge. 
but it means everything. And listen to what he says. This is a commandment that I give you today. And it's to be on your hearts. You want to know why the heart? Because the heart, as I've shared with my congregation many, many times, is the center of your life. And Jesus said, what's so important about this is that it's out of your heart that your mouth speaks. It's out of what's going on inside your heart that you will act and do and live. He also makes a comment to them and saying, listen, the reason why God wants your heart, and I'm paraphrasing here, is because where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. He might as well say where your heart is, that's where your focus and that's where your devotion is. And if I'm not at the center and I take second place, he's got a problem with it. In fact, when you go down a little further, uh, verse 14 and 15, it says, do not follow other gods. That was a challenge for Israel throughout its history. You know, as they traveled and they went into different lands and They began to encounter other cultures with other gods, other idols, and they began to take on some of that. Only for God to call them to repentance, and then they would respond, and and they would just keep moving. And what we, you know, I remember learning this in Bible college. It was called the Deuteronomic Circle. You know, it's it's like we love God. We're having a struggle with God. We begin to embrace other you know, uh, idols, gods, we allow it to influence our lives more than God, and then God calls us to repentance, and then we're back with God again. And here's the reason why he doesn't want you to have other gods, because it says that he's a jealous God. I'm jealous. That word in the Hebrew means passionate. And he has such a passion for you. He's so passionate and because he loves you so deeply and he understands what other idols in our lives can do. Other distractions. And it doesn't mean, and I've said this so many times to my, to my church family. I've, I've shared this with my own children. I've spoken this into my own life. It's not that other things are not important, but all of the things in life, none of it is as important as your relationship and your passion for God. The Shema is this call to devotion, exclusive devotion to God. Can I ask you this question this morning? What are you devoted to? What's, what captures your heart today? Is there something that's interrupting that flow and that challenge? And I understand that there are times where we will look at and this is what I marvel when I think about Wendy's journey, and I've seen this in many others, that, that their faith only grew stronger in the midst of, of the storm, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of those moments where she felt like there's no hope, or, you know, I'm sure she had moments where it, it bothered her, all the prayers, and God, why not, and why me, and all of those things, and yet she got stronger and stronger because she deep-rooted herself in the faith of Jesus. And he came alongside and he gave her the strength and enabled her and empowered her beyond her natural ability to press forward. And there's something about devotion to God and God's faithfulness in his and his the way that he honors us. 
I hope and pray today that in my life and in your life, there isn't anything that's more valuable to you than God. That your personal relationship with God is critical. In fact, can I just say this? I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. I was going to speak on it, and for some reason I felt led to hold off. But you know what? I, I, I felt today a release this week to say this. You know, one of the challenges that I find in this season is, is it really not only highlights the, you know, the place of where we are or, you know, as far as our faith journey, it, doesn't, it not only highlights how much we're so dependent on, you know, programs and ministries. I know for us it's been a crazy challenge, uh, and I hope that we have, uh, you know, risen to the challenge as far as being able to take everything that we do and put it online. Everything from youth to kids to, you know, to the service to, you know, the, uh, to prayer, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's a real challenge because it's, a, it's switching gears and we're so used to being around everyone. And one of the things that, that grabbed my heart as I realized that, and we all started to realize that this isn't a two or three week thing. This is, this is going to be a few weeks, a few months type of thing. And the concern I had was, God, is my church family or am I strong enough to walk this journey and take the full responsibility? Because I don't have my normal, you know, like my Sunday morning where I walk in and I see so-and-so and they give me that encouraging word or they put their hand on my shoulder and they pray with me because I'm walking through. I don't have that at my disposal every single Sunday. I'm not able to, you know, really get into the Zoom thing. I've tried, but, you know, it's, it's not the same. You know, looking at all these, you know, it's like looking at the Brady Bunch, you know, on your screen. And, 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 and it's, it's just different. And I felt like God just saying, this is the time to call the church to an awareness that no matter what happens in the life or the cycle of a church or leadership or anything else, the true test of the maturity of a believer is found in taking responsibility and ownership with their own journey. And so there's inside my head and inside my, my heart, my mind, as I've been thinking through, you know, what does the fall look like? And, you know, will we be open? I'm hoping we will be by then, you know, and, 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 you know, we're not just, we're just not committing to anything right now because you just want to make sure that it's safe for everyone to come in. And I think to myself, God, what can I do to help equip my church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to anybody that's watching this right now? How can I best equip them in this season? And can I just say it? I call you to responsibility and ownership if you haven't already. And I've said this years ago. I had a pastor who used to say Sunday should be the cherry on top of your week. And I'm with him. This should be in addition to what God's already doing inside your life and in my life every single day. This should be the highlight. This should be the place where I get stirred and excited. But man, the depth and the growth and, and, the, and the working through some stuff, man, that's where I learned to take responsibility and step up in the way of maturity. It doesn't mean that we don't continue to do other things to help equip that, that uh, from, to happen. But the truth is it's about responsibility. But it's bigger than that. It's got to be pursued with passion. And I'm going to end with this, and I'm going to ask Hillary to come back. Do you know, I remember a few years ago, I had a student, uh, after he had been away uh, to university and uh, came back, he said, you know, PC, I got to tell you, 
He said, man, when I think back about all of the messages on a Friday night, he said, you know, there was one theme that I heard a lot of. He said, passion, passion for God. He goes, to be honest with you, and he goes, I know this might sound bad, PC, but he goes, to be honest with you, man, there are times where I've thought to myself, is that all PC talked about? Passion and having a passion and pursuing God with passion? And we were joking around and I said, well, there's other things that I talked about. I can pull up the sermons and show you. But to be honest with you, you're probably right. I'm guilty. Because to be honest with you, I can't see how you can do this journey without passion. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it when when passages like, and I don't have this up here, this was optional, I wasn't sure I was going to use this, but... But Romans chapter 12 verse 11 says, never be lacking, meaning don't hold back. Don't, don't be lazy in your zeal towards God. Just think about the terminology here. But keep your spiritual fervor. That word fervor means to boil. That's passion. That's passion. In fact, when you look at this passage of scripture, and you look at the Hebrew word that that, that, that talks about devotion. It's the same thing. It's this idea of, you know, uh, sorry, the, the word for love here in the Hebrew means an inward ardor of affection. That word ardor means enthusiastic and passion. Love the Lord your God. With passion, love God. With passion, serve God. With passion, use your skill set. With passion, do your devotions. With passion, pray. Love Him with passion, enthusiasm, hunger. It's like, God, I want you more. And to be quite honest with you, listen, you, you can do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my house, my kids know this. I'll always keep pointing to the passion that they have for God. Because I'm going to tell you right now, my experience over the years is that people that don't do the faith journey with passion, meaning hunger, and it's expressed differently with every, everyone's different. You know, I, I joke with the worship team, man, when, I, when I'm leading worship, I look like I'm landing a 747 airplane, right? Like all of my students right now that might, you know, take a look at this, you know, online a little later on, we'll start laughing right now. JJ's at the back right now laughing at me because I do. Sometimes it's so easy for me to get lost in worship. I don't care. I'm not doing it for you. No offense, you're awesome. But I do it for Jesus. When I sing, when I preach, when I pray, it's not some religious thing. And if you don't want the religious thing, then I encourage you. Go after him with passion. And I guarantee you, you're going to see something so different. And you're going to discover things just like Wendy did. And your devotion and my devotion to him will get so deep that I believe that no matter what storm we face, 
no matter what low we're encountering and what high we're working through and enjoying, we're going to discover something about God that we wouldn't if we didn't have that kind of devotion. One passion pursued with passion. And it might mean coming outside your comfort zone a little bit. It might mean, you know, just taking a risk a little bit. You might have to lift your hands a little bit and worship. But like I said, passion is more than just expression. It's partly expression. Don't get me wrong. That was one of the things that actually Wendy discovered in the last couple of years. Just being a little more expressive. And she saw some unlocking inside of her own journey with God. And I'm so grateful for this family. And they know that. And I'm grateful for all of our families. But I think about them today. And it reminds me of devotion. One passion. Pursued with passion. What are you devoted to? Because it makes a world of difference today. Would you just take just a few moments right now, right where you are? Ask yourself that question. Ask the Holy Spirit that question. And if there's something out of the, in the way, would you just begin to lay that down right now? Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.